2: Hello and welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the products that you will ever need in your entire life, let alone just your role-playing game career. Mm-hmm. I'm Zancy C. here with regular co-host Dom Gilfoyle and uh, the grammatically challenged Tully Grimley and special guest Dana Whiting. How are you?
0: I'm very good. Excellent. This is my podcast debut.
2: And that's... <gasps> All we need to know about you, let's yeah. get into the game. No, actually,
3: I. <laughs> how dare you? In, many years ago, a great man <laughs> came down a mountain with a tablet, with Sioux Stone tablets, and on those tablets were instructions from God Himself telling us that we must always, always ask getting to know you questions at the beginning of episodes of Hooked. And on the other tablet, that was on the first tablet. The mm-hmm. second tablet was the list of the questions, and we will do one of those questions today.
2: How many questions were there on? Oh, the so
3: many. Uh, so the question this it's week really to, get, <laughs> to get to know you all better, I would like to know what's your favorite Simpsons episode? Ooh.
2: Yeah, he was. This was actually the the stones. Though it was carved before Simpsons, but it was very mm. prescient stone. It's impressive stuff. Mm. I mean, I whenever I watch the Simpsons by choice, as in like it's not just on TV and I'm watching it. I'll usually go for a Treehouse of Horrors episode. Interesting, interesting. Um, I don't particularly have a favourite. I do like the Donut of Doom or whatever. Or the Homer time travelling one. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, that one has donuts in it too. I mean, they most of them do. Yeah, I know. That, that right? Homer. Oh, he loves <laughs> yeah. the donuts. Um, if I had to go for a regular episode, probably the one where Homer tries marijuana. I don't know why. Yeah. A, oh, is that a? Mm. It was one that had to be played at eight thirty in Queensland. Ooh, wow. Because <laughs> is that it the had one where is, is
3: is that the one where like the, he tries to get marijuana legalized and then like they missed the vote because yes. they were also stoned. Yeah. They didn't pay attention to the that, date. That but, is the one. That's a funny gag.
2: But there is there is one gag in there that I remember just dying when it happened, and he just walks out of the living room and says, "We have a kitchen." <laughs> and that I—I I don't know. I wasn't—I wasn't particularly old sure. at that point, but it just got me. <laughs> they do like, have a kitchen scene <laughs> there. It's like yes, yeah. that's not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my Simpsons answer. And uh, Dana was it? Yes, Dana. Uh, D- D- Dana. Yes, you got it, Dana. Yeah. You're uh, Your going to need Simpsons. to talk a little bit more into the microphone. There is that better? That's much better. Uh, is that's that too much, much better? What's
3: your favourite Simpsons episode?
0: I like the ones where they tell stories, because that's how I learn about classical literature from nice. The Simpsons, because that's how I was raised. Um, so probably the one where they did The Odyssey, Hamlet, and Joan of Arc.
2: Nice. Yeah, so cool. That's a good time. Cute.
0: Nice.
3: Yeah, I, I remember that. Lisa was Joan of Arc, yeah. And um, was... And then the Hamlet one, it was just like, oh, it was just like, uh, I was Mo was Claudius or
1: something. Oh God!
3: Yeah, yeah. I didn't use that much poison. Uh, I, I mean, mean <laughs> I didn't use that much poison at the Luau, <laughs>
1: it's like, <laughs> 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 and Tully. Um, I, I really enjoy the episode where. Homer sues the seafood restaurant because they didn't truly offer all-you-can-eat at their all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Does
3: that sound like a man does this had all he could eat?
1: Um, I just... Yeah, comically, that was just...
3: Yeah, shows a fun one.
1: Very... Uh, it was just a beautiful episode because it's yeah. so... It just has the story continually changing tack throughout yeah. the whole episode. Is that
3: the one where Lionel Hutz's AA sponsor is David Crosby as well? I think so. It's Like, just remember, just remember that I love you. <laughs> Thanks, I love you too, man. And then he's in court and he's not wearing pants. And David Crosby's just like, oh. <laughs> uh, my, like mine's more t- uh, like no, you did like the tradi- the typical like all oh, the Hank Scorpio one. You only moved twice or Cape Fear, which is my favorite one. Which is the one with. Uh, Tr- sideshow Bob trying to kill the Simpsons, and they go ah, yeah. they go and live at, ter- at uh, Terra Lake, I think, and stuff. <laughs> and then he sings the HMS Pinafore.
2: So I've I've never particularly been. I love the Sideshow Bob character. I've never been a particular fan of his episodes. Yeah, sure. Though Hank Scorpio is classic. Yeah.
0: Didn't yeah. they make a play about that episode?
3: Yes, yes. That they, that's uh, that's Mr. Mr. Burns, a post electric play is about a society po- like a post-apocalyptic society where uh, like art kind of comes back like the artistic core of society becomes built around someone's half remembered uh, idea of the cape fear episode of the simpsons and they just start like it jumps in time by decade by decade as they like as the story gets like half remembered and half remembered of people just like doing the cape fear episode like live performances of it i
2: think yeah, that's I that. a little too much drugs for me today <laughs> thank you um let's get on to the episode so, each episode here, we take inspiration from a Magic of the Gathering card and a random word, and then we create some plot hooks for you to use into your games. Uh, the Magic of the Gathering card that we have chosen today is Very Cryptic Command. It is an instant, and the artist is Zoltan Boros. That's, That's the not name. a real name. <laughs>
0: well, i just huh. like it was made by yeah. Zoltan.
2: Does anyone want to describe what the card shows?
3: Dana, would you like to, Talia and I did the last couple of episodes, would you like to try and describe what's going on there?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so it seems to be a green goblin, um, regular one, not the Spider Man one. Uh, Disappointing. Unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Throwing some sort of jar that has broken open and has become a bunch of uh, white and blue shining lights and a arcane symbol.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. And
1: I, I do particularly like the look on the goblin's face. Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> yeah.
3: Whoops. Didn't mean to do that. Yeah, like I yes, don't know if he's, happening. If he's, it's hard to tell if he's dropping it or he's just knocked it with his elbow, I think. But it's just like, either way, he's just like, It Oop. does
0: look like the elbow. Yeah.
3: Oh, I don't know if
2: that was a good idea. Yeah. But it's hard to tell whether that is a sarcastic surprise or real surprise. It's like, oops! Ain't I, that wasn't valuable? <laughs> ain't I a stinker? Oh
0: no! That's and terrible.
3: the
2: word uh, is magnetic. Actually, the only reason we think
3: that he's doing this because his lips. Maybe he's doing more. Like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's and a if-
2: nice little magical thing going on there. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, Salt the sassy goblin.
3: Oh,
2: <laughs> so uh, we're going to present these hooks in the form of a magic trick. We shall go around the table presenting our pledge, which is just the merest seed of the idea. Then we shall uh, turn that seed into a more fleshed out idea. Uh, something a little more interesting that you can actually use in a game. And then finally, in the prestige, we will discuss how we can best incorporate this idea, this hook, into our games. Or your games. However you want to play it. Who would like to go first? I'll go first.
3: Uh, so this is uh, this is kind of a, a conceptual sort of idea rather than a plot hook or anything. Uh, it's basically an An alchemical thing that that your players might be able to learn, which is that they can pour a potion of of some sort over themselves, and basically like it kind of like gets all over them, kind of creates like a film, a skin over them, and uh, yeah, it gives them a special ability, a special property, and like early sort of low-level ones would be like oh resistance to fire plus one AC, something like that. Oh, you're slippery, so that you know. You, you, if you get grappled, you just go... Squeak, it's score. just oil. Yeah, it's exactly. Just oil. It's just, it's just <laughs> baby oil, but you trick them into It's just like, hey, Bob, hey, Conan, I think it'd be really good if it's just like, yes, ooh, this looks very good on me. Warm yep. butter. Don't make it weird, Tully. <laughs> so yeah, that's just kind of like where I begin. It's like, yeah, my uh, my prompt thing is, is clothing. That Yeah, you like a low-level version of that is just like, just yes, pour it on yourself and you get a minor little bonus. Sure, so like clothing that...
2: Uh, stores the ability of a potion.
3: No, it's no it is, it is the potion. Oh, so, okay. cl- clothing yeah. is just where I got the idea. Oh, it's just okay. like yeah, yeah no, easy. it's
2: it's it's like
3: an and uh, like uh, you could use you, kind of like a side table sort of thing yep.
1: of, of alchemical abilities you could give to your players cool that's I'm starting looks kind of like uh, you know the, the body art when they paint on the clothes yeah exactly yeah. well
3: like it's funny someone mentioned um, Dana mentioned the Green Goblin it's kind of like how like the symbiote gets on Spider-Man and suddenly in the, um, the third Raimi movie and suddenly his outfit is exactly the same but it's just nice and black and it's just like yeah sure why not yeah that, that, that's
0: fine makes things exciting yeah I mean you
2: gotta be it's stylish more, it's more kinky that way yeah exactly um Things got weird. Uh, <laughs> on this show? Never. <laughs> um
1: Wonderful. So I'm imagining that you're generally travelling a, fa- a fair way, it, great distances between cities, and, and often it gets sort of quiet. There's not that many civilizations around. You're not always in a town. Uh, so on one of these long journeys uh, across a, a great sort of expanse of land, uh, probably fairly flat terrain, um, you... Lay down camp for the night Sort of as far away from from sight as you can As you would um, But it's still fairly exposed And you sleep well And as you wake up in the morning um, As the sun rises Interview comes a giant sandcastle That's just there It wasn't before
2: Full of crap people
1: (laughs) I'm going to change my pledge Um, (laughs) No, the correct answer is just Yes Yes Yes. (laughs) Um, yes. A giant sand castle, seemingly made of, of sand, pure, almost sparkling sand, um, and it's it's intricately built, uh, very detailed. It, it seems to almost be held together like like magic, like magic. Mm. Um, I just how that happens? Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny like how that happens. I wonder if it's magic. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Roll Arcana.
2: <laughs> okay. Mm. Awesome.
0: That I love how that kind of lives out my childhood dream of being inside of a sandcastle. Yes, like, yes. Oh no, yeah. I'm already in love. You with
2: all, so You excited. wanted to be in sandcastles. I can think of nothing more terrifying than walking around inside a sandcastle.
3: Well, one that's structurally
2: more sound than realistically a sandcastle. Is I guess. Yeah, the world yeah, but is got like,
0: sandcastle. We're just living in it.
2: Cool. <laughs> and I'm terrified Whoa. the whole time. <laughs> Whoa,
3: man. That's what about deep. you, Dana?
0: All right, so I'm kind of imagining uh, the sparkling jewel city of the world just at the very tip top of it in the Arctic Circle. It is massive, gorgeous, and you are doing your activities, you're your adventuring here, mm-hmm. um, kind of being handed down to, a, to this by just this unknown figure, unknown entity. Sure. Who is giving you these commands in this sparkling, gorgeous, freezing cold, City
2: in the Arctic. Oh yeah, it's Elsa's City.
0: Basically. Yeah,
2: cool. Awesome. Um, I have natural phenomenon. I oh, are my, you playing? I am playing. Oh, so so brace yourself. Um, it's gonna get hot. I have na- <laughs> uh, I have natural phenomenon as my inspiration tag. Um, and there's not a lot of natural things going on in this card. So what I am going to pledge is that there is a phenomenon in a in one place, maybe surrounding a mountain or some other geographical feature, that any enclosed object, whether it's a water skin or a, a bottle or something like that that is enclosed and things can't evaporate from, will slowly fill with pure distilled magic. And that's my pledge. Okay.
3: Uh, Dana, just so you know, at the end of the second round, uh we all had, you had, you name your hook as well. You give it a, a punchy name. That's why that's true. a punchy name. You you can take a bit more time if you need.
2: Okay. At least three martial arts moves should be included in the Yeah, name. yeah. I was
0: just gonna say punch to one, punch to two, punch
2: three. Perfect. Excellent. Done. Yeah. I resign. No, like
3: I can't like <laughs> it. it's uh, three punch combo. Mm, yeah. 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 Square, square, square Y. Yeah, nice. Uh so mine back to yeah, so uh, the next level is more esoteric sort of uh, sort of abilities that you're giving to the players. Uh, the players, I think that this is something that your new character has to specialize in at this point to get these sorts of things. But you can basically start letting them be, pitch things to the DM. I think. So the word, we were, the random word, was magnetic. So yeah, maybe now you have you can pour it on yourself and just like yeah, now you're magnetic. So. Mechanically, what you can say that does is that if you're standing next to an ally and that ally is attacked with a metal weapon, they have have plus one AC because it's getting kind of veered off towards you or something like that. Uh, And other things, like you can set yourself on fire and not be hurt by it, that sort of thing. Uh, But you also start introducing the possibility that things can go horribly wrong. Uh, Yeah. Because Dungeons & Dragons, if you roll... I think what happens is they don't roll or how successful their potion is, you roll. So they don't know if they just rolled a 1 because if they roll a 1, you you get to do some fun decision <laughs> stuff about what's going to happen to them. So they try yeah, they, they, they pour over themselves the potion that's supposed to make them like covered in spice spikes or something, and instead the spikes shoot out and injure all of their fellow party members or something horrible or like that. Or
2: they turn inwards.
3: I didn't want to say that because that's just like, well that just instantly kills you,
2: doesn't it? Um, or maybe they curl around and grow through. Yeah, that's I'm creeping a, myself yeah, out. Why would
3: you say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, yeah, so the the it has a critical failure mechanic now as you get into the more uh, um, complicated sort of ones. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, and what I'm calling this is imperfect potion. Nice.
0: Mm. Makes sense. Tally.
1: Yes. So, as you're examining this castle, it's, this sand castle that's appeared out of nowhere, it it starts to move slowly, but Moves. It is a crab person. It seems to be moving at what what you'd assume is is a regular walking pace. I mean, it doesn't take much to keep up with it for a crab person.
0: <laughs> Maybe we were the crab people all along.
1: I hope
2: so.
3: <laughs> the real
1: crab people were the friends we made along the way. Um, but it doesn't take uh, take much to keep up with this with this castle. So, of course, what else do you do when you come across a, a mystic moving castle? But enter, and it. Seems to be fairly safe as as you walk along, you know, a little bit of sand gets in between your between your toes and your boots, but that, you think nothing of it because it's it's sand. You're in a sandcastle. Mm. Um, as you walk through it, it seems like a fairly simple construction, not much, you know, grand architecture. And soon you find your way to a, a grand hall right in the centre, and there is. You
2: just said there was no grand architecture.
1: Sorry. There is no... <laughs> <laughs> it's big. It's, not big. it's It's big. There aren't lots of hmm. tiny rooms. It basically leads into the one room in the middle. Um, you know, it's, it's hard enough to make a sandcastle have one room, let alone uh, hundreds. You don't have
2: to tell me. I'm terrified of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zane actually uh, appeared in a children's episode of Grand Designs with a, an immaculate sandcastle that got washed away yeah. uh, with his pet crab yeah. inside Kevin
3: it. Kevin MacLeod was <laughs> scathing. It's just like... When I first met Zane, I knew that I was meeting the worst architect of my life, but still, somehow, I am disappointed with the
1: result.
2: I was six! (laughs)
3: That's my Kevin MacLeod, folks.
1: Anyway, you find find yourself in the grand hall. In the hall. The the not-so-grand hall. Um, And there is a very weary king. Um, Crab king. Looks like a regular traveller Wearing a sand crown And he is trudging Trudging Forward
3: Hey I just want to say If the name of this is A castle built on sand Or a house built on sand I'm leaving
1: (laughs) It is now (laughs) (laughs) Um, So He he seems to be trudging his way along But he doesn't appear to move He appears to be walking in in place Um, The sand coming up to meet his steps
2: And he's the king of a castle
1: he looks over to you, and, and his eyes widen. his guests, yes, guests, please, th- thank you. Uh, somebody has has come to come to help. And that's the uh, the prestige of King of the Sandcastle.
2: There we go. All
1: right, Dana.
0: All right. Um. So, <clears throat> in this this sparkling Arctic city, you're taken to a bunch of very elaborate parties with a lot of very fancy, very rich, and exciting people. Um, and there are a lot of rumours. Oh,
2: so it's inhabited. Oh, it's inhabited, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah so
0: this, is, this is a city. This is a... Nice, okay, like, cool. ...like a populace. Yeah. This is the city. And uh, there is a lot of drama and a lot of rumours going around, um, as, as you know.
2: Even in the ice cities. Even in the ice... Especially
0: drama. in the ice cities. What are you oh. going to do? It's too cold to not just talk shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um... So there are a lot of rumors about um, the missing prince about these sorts of things and you kept keep being sent on these very strange and like like different quests and missions by this figure and they don't really seem to match up with each other like nothing
2: So just kind of oddly Yeah it's not like you're
0: being sent to pick up magic items each time like it's yeah. one thing and then completely unrelated thing
2: now fetch really my slippers. Quests. Yeah, exactly. Find me three loaves of the freshest bread. <laughs>
0: and and Yeah, exactly. No, interesting. Just random things, and then you keep hearing these rumours everywhere you go. Uh,
2: are the rumours about the person that's sending you on the quest, or are they more about, like, what's going on, and they just never mention the person that's sending you on the quest?
0: They're more about just, like, in general, the city. Um, yeah. Like, you know, this Missing Prince um, spoiler alert. Take I a guess see. who that might be. Mm.
2: And so the name is The Missing Prince?
0: Sure,
2: we'll go with that. Okay. I have not thought of a name for mine, but whatever. Uh, so, okay, so the turn for mine, uh, the for the magic that appears uh, condensates in, in containers in this place. I think as soon as you discover something like this, either your players are going to try and take advantage of it or they have to find someone else who's taking advantage of it and have a negotiation with them so I think that there's a group of crazy people not who, crabs not well Crab- crazy people, <laughs> crazy people who are basically who started out like researchers and majors trying to use this this stuff but basically just became addicted to it um Like contact with it basically sends you into like your own fantasy world. And if you drink it, you can actually like have a little bit of like omnipotence, limited omnipotence around you. So you can like create things and then when the magic fails, they go away again. Um, And so, yeah, they're kind of magic junkies. And so maybe there's inside a hill or in a cave, there is like a a store where this just condensates on the roof and drips down. Um, and so they're just kind of like scrounging around to like get all the different bottles that they can to to keep it, but they never get far far enough to sell it or anything because they need to they need to keep drinking it to stay alive. Now, um, see, this is a sorceress origin that I want to play. It's the magic junkie. <laughs> the magic junkie. <laughs> okay, so there we go. We found the name. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Always works out that way.
2: Um, with the natural phenomenon part of it, I kind of think that like if if like say what is happening in the card uh, there's a bottle of it that falls and breaks maybe the magic has a certain tendency to fall naturally into the shape of sigils and then random effects will happen and that's actually like part of the innate rules of magic of the world and so that's why they came here to study that and so throwing it down on the ground could be great or it could be terrible and maybe that's like Similar to like a wild magic surge or something like that. An effect happens. Mm. And that is the magic junkies. I'm
0: Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned wild magic search uh, because the prestige of this is of mine, which uh, the imperfect potion is the long term effects of using these
2: like pour over potions. And again, Excellent. Let me stop you there. So we're going to put an ad in. (gasps) Now, continue telling us about your potions and the long-lasting effects. Wow, that
3: sounds like a good product question, (laughs) Mark. (laughs) Um, So, yes, the long-term effects. uh, Similar to how you're rolling the consequence die, or, like, the efficacy, whatever, die for the immediate effects of the potions... You're also kind of working towards like long-term consequences and you can kind of... I'm kind of thinking in terms of some Powered by the Apocalypse or other sorts of games have like a clock mechanic of like mm. as time goes on, you're building toward. You're secretly like building towards something bad or maybe good happening. And The more I think that you could do it in a few different ways. In some, if it's like... If the player is using a potion, the same potion over and over again, which, you know, that's kind of... Because, um, and I should clarify, I think that you should always have it be you can only use one potion at a time because that yeah. just seems logical. Um, if you're using the same potion over and over again, I think that you, suffers, you begin to suffer long-term negative effects of that. Like, you keep using the plus one AC one because you're boring and unimaginative and suddenly it's just you're actually, you find that uh, you're, uh, like, I think like you kind of, I don't want to say it's your joints hardening, but it, I, I guess that, like, you kind of... You, you get kind, brittle. yeah. Brittle isn't quite the word I was going to say. Like, like not like your skin, that your joints begins hiding, so you're not actually as like as live. So now you have like minus. Like you still get the plus one, but you're now um, like at a disadvantage on like athletic and acrobatics checks because mm. like you're not as flexible uh, anymore. And you know, like if you stop using that potion um, over time, that'll wear off. But because you've you've just kind of built up almost like a chitinous sort of quality to yours. Or maybe
2: you start losing sensation.
3: Yes, that's exactly the sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like you can you can so yeah, wild magic is exactly where I was going with it where um you and at this at this point like this is becoming less of like a side sort of thing and more of like an alternate uh an, an alternate homebrew alchemist sort of class mm. uh because it's becoming so broad. But yeah, maybe that's the thing you can do. But yeah, so uh, or if you have a different one like oh, I'm using that magnetism one uh, over and over again. Uh, it, it doesn't wear off, and now you like if you're wearing if you like wearing armor or something, you physically can't take it off. So yeah, so you can't sleep as well. Uh, so you get levels of exhaustion at night until you're no longer magnetic, that sort of thing. So yeah, um, you yeah roll up some consequent roll up a consequence table as well um, cool. for long term effects.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the imperfect potion. That's fine. Awesome, because you could also play around with madness if you do yeah exactly with like, yeah potions yeah um and yeah I I didn't want to get get
3: you know, go on because you can keep going on with this forever because yeah. it's a ho- like even in your campaign you're homebrewing. But I was also like, uh and it's weird that these are all pour-over things. So maybe some of them aren't. Because I was just like kind of what I started because I had clothing. But like you yeah. can also have a potion of uh, of mind reading, and then uh, it doesn't. You you it, it it the long-term effect is it's kind of doesn't quite wear off. So sometimes it comes in and out. And you're like, yeah. am I is am I imagining that sort of thing? Yeah, it's uh, it, it starts broadcasting
1: yeah. your thoughts. Oh, it's like the noise from uh, from.
3: Um, the Chaos Walking trilogy.
2: <laughs> okay, Tully. Wonderful. So, uh, sort of. The, so this king, it's king of the sand castle. King of
1: the sand castle. And you're the dirty rascal. <laughs> um, so they, he, he's begging you to to, to
2: help to, to just take
1: my castle. That's that's all I ask. Summon
2: the crab people. They shall they shall destroy the castle. <laughs> if you can find some crab people, please do.
1: Um, uh, take it. Take it away from me. I, I don't want it. Uh, you you can have it. Everything. Everything here. Um, and as you look around, there's, there's nothing <laughs> really to, to take. A lot of sand, buddy. Um, but he seems to try and run towards you, and the, the sand can, keeps rising to his feet. It doesn't appear that he's moving, but well, he, he starts to, to gain a little, just slowly. And, and as you take a step back, you notice that well, the, the, the sand in your boots is actually... No longer just in your boots, but it's sort of come up to coat your boots. Mm. It's starting to rise up to meet your steps as well. And and you're going to have to get out of here if you're going to escape this castle. Um, And so the idea is that this is reverse king of the hill. You spend as little time in the castle as possible (laughs) to claim as little of this sand as you can.
2: (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's that's fun. That's a fun uh, a fun introduction to a one shot
3: yeah <laughs> and um yeah you can also like s- sand's a fun um mechanically thing because like then everyone's trying to mold earth and do crazy shit with it as well <laughs> yeah. you know? and then you can you know like you go down a sand slide and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. dig my way
2: through exactly <laughs>
3: yeah, and, yeah you, you can you can get out of control
1: because this this all sort of came by by I've got building as my uh, yeah my prompts so I thought b- b- building of magnetic sand where it comes to meet you and it's sort of very claustrophobic yeah and then I thought actually wouldn't it be a lot more fun if if the building itself came to you Christ. and stayed with you
3: yeah for, for, for like the, f- the first little while especially with the crab talk I was wondering if this was going to go because there's an episode of Trauma where Zoidberg's people like have a giant sand castle riding on the back of a mechanical crab I just I'm just like is that where this is going no not quite.
2: Not quite, but also good. Hmm. I I, I stopped watching Future far too early. It seems. <laughs> that's,
3: I feel like that's in season three or four. Yeah, this is from okay. the original. Run.
0: You just have to watch that one crab episode. No, I'm going to come down. back.
3: I like,
2: am re- yeah. really attached to these crab it's, it's, people that I've invented. In my <laughs> yeah, head. it's yeah. the
3: one where like they have they're celebrating Earth Day and Zoidberg like loves Earth so much that he expresses this by eating the flag and this is condemned. So oh, he becomes an anti-Earther. Right. Me too, okay, I'm an yeah, anti-earther. of course, hell yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, good Dana. Ice right. City, uh, the the missing prince. Yep.
0: Yeah, so about that missing prince, that's pretty much where your party is going to go to. Like eventually, they're gonna investigate that. They're gonna investigate this guy who keeps giving you orders.
2: Um, he just wants. He just wants you to do what he says. That's guys. completely
0: reasonable. But you know, they're gonna do it anyway because that's how parties be. Um, and eventually, I, I'm kind of tossing up how I want to do this, but I think. Uh, eventually discover that the person who's been giving you orders has taken control of the prince mm. um, and is trying to act in that capacity but cannot actually come forward and start acting as the prince while people still miss him I yeah, suppose. yeah. so he's trying to have all that power without coming forward and you know being condemned I
2: suppose. Interesting and then there's a the, an interesting way of like triangulating what's actually going on by picking out the different factions and the rumours that they are spreading. Yeah, exactly and,
0: yeah. and my, my prompt was landmark so I, I, I expect it to be a sort of thing where you have to decide which of these people you think are more valid and who you want to try and support and what you want to try and sow the seeds of in this. Yeah location.
2: Yeah. It, it's more of like a, Which a big... Which horse do you want to back?
0: Exactly. It's, it's more of a, a big overarching sort of concept rather than like a one-shot sort of thing. But...
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, that, that's, I think that's really interesting. Um, do you have any thoughts of like what happens when you find the prince?
0: Well, we do have that potion bottle right there. <laughs> so... And a goblin. Like...
2: Has the prince been transformed into a goblin?
0: Perhaps the prince has been transformed into the goblin. Perhaps the guy who's controlling... Him is the goblin
2: or a crab person
0: or a crab person interesting crab goblin
2: you've got me uh okay it's very rare that Tully gets frustrated with me it's usually the <laughs> other way around no uh, I'm not frustrated <laughs> at all I'm loving the I'm loving the crab people bit um okay so finally with the magic junkies to include this in a game you're going you basically going to have to include a very powerful resource um so I guess if you have a if this is a resource that no one knows about you have a really big card to kind of like win favor with like a king of a neighboring nation or something like that. So I think that might be something this might be something that you can carry around and I I there's always that one player that's going to try and turn it into a business in D&D. Oh for sure. <laughs> um so I think yeah but also you'll have to overcome this these these mages, uh, the, these junkies that can like literally create whatever they want for a while before they go unconscious. And also, you have got to figure out the mechanics of that because there's also that one player that's going to try any drugs that they can in D and D because yeah. why not? Uh, why why not? Um, so I I really like the idea of this this the limited omnipotence. Giving you like a, like a, just, just a harking back to our last, our uh, previous episode. It's a little, little baby wishes. It's like, I want a room full of mini tigers to play with me. And then you get a room full of mini tigers to play with you for an yeah. hour or so <laughs> uh, until they all um, dissipate into uh, a puff of magic. A puff of magic. Um, okay. Well, that has been us for this week. Um, if you want to use any of these in your games please feel free to and let us know how they go um as always we're produced under a creative commons attribution non-commercial or no derivatives 4.0 international license which means you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give credit uh, do not use the material for commercial purposes and don't remix transform or build it in any way without asking us first uh thank you very much dana for joining us for your first podcast episode thank you for having me and by extension your first hooked episode Hmm. Uh, thank you very much, Tully. Yes, uh, it's your second
1: favourite crustacean person. Uh, you can catch me every second Wednesday on Dungeon Deep Dive, where we do a deep dive into uh, all sorts of aspects of fantasy world building. And
2: finally, hey. Dom Guilfoyle.
3: Dom, your, fa- your number one favourite federal fugitive. Uh, you can also find me on the Misto Museum of Mystery, Morbidity and Mortality. People tell me it's, it's a good show. It's an audio drama. You should listen to it.
2: You yeah. should listen to it. You should. It's good. Okay. I vouch for it. It's,
3: yeah, all right. I Until might then. Listen to it. Yeah. You will. We'll see. Whoa. Oh, I'm, I'm listening <laughs> to it right now.
2: Keep playing games, everyone.
3: Bye.
1: Planning for your next trip?